Wait, wait, wait. Before we start, just want to make sure we're clear here. While this podcast talks about sobriety, mental health, and addiction, it is not meant to replace professional medical advice. Welcome to Sisters in Sobriety. I'm Kathleen. And I'm Sonia. And we're ex-sisters-in-law, brought together in marriage and bonded through our sobriety journey. Join us as we talk sobriety, addiction, and everything in between. You're in for quite a ride. And our Substack is buzzing with amazing content from creative mocktail recipes to insightful courses and reflective exercises. There is something for everyone. Don't miss out. It's a great way to add some extra joy and depth to your journey. Check it out. Hi, all, and welcome to another Q&A episode. We received this question about bunch of times and worded in a few different ways, but essentially here it is. What are some specific strategies for handling urges to drink during high stress periods in your life? So navigating the ups and downs of recovery is challenging to say the least, especially during those high stress moments when that old habit of reaching for a drink seems like the easiest thing to do. But we have more tools at our disposal than we often realize. I like to think of dealing with these moments in two ways. First, the immediate I need help now strategies and the long-term building a stronger me strategy. The immediate ones are like your emergency kit, quick fixes for when you're in the thick of it and journaling just doesn't cut it. And then there are the long-term strategies, which are all about strengthening your foundation so that the high-stress waves don't knock you down as easily. So let's start by crafting an emergency plan for those moments when the urge to drink feels overpowering. You can look at this as creating a personalized toolkit for tough times. To start, create a go-to activity list. Compile a list of enjoyable, absorbing activities that can serve as immediate distractions when the urge arises. This could be things like going for a walk in nature, watching a favorite movie or show, engaging in a hobby, or listening to music. The key is to have options that are easily accessible and can quickly shift your focus. For example, my emergency plan is to watch Taylor Swift eras on demand. I haven't had to use it yet, but I have come pretty close. Next is have a support call list, a list of friends, family members, recovery community members who you can reach out to for a chat. So these should be people who understand your journey, they're supportive of your recovery, and they're ready to offer an encouraging word or even just to listen. I have about three to five people on this list, and I used it a few weeks ago. And it's not always like, I feel like drinking right now, but it's more of a, I'm not thinking rationally. I'm spiraling around a narrative I've constructed, and I need help snapping out of it or it could lead to a slip. Practicing mindfulness and grounding techniques. So simple exercises in your plan that you can practice anywhere. Techniques like focused breathing, sensory exercises. Notice five things that you can see, hear, touch, or guided imagery, which can help calm your mind and bring you back to the present moment. So a calming image that you know you can go to when you're stressed. 
And what I use fairly often is the breathing. When things are at their peak, I can really only do the focused breathing and maybe a couple of limited sensory exercises. Plan for quick physical activities. Physical movement can be a great way to manage stress and distract yourself from urges. This might include a set of quick exercises like jumping jacks, brisk walk around the block, or dancing to some music. The idea is to get moving to change your physical and mental state. I do a lot of dancing and it really does shift my perspective and improve my mood, but you won't catch me, for example, doing push-ups in a tough moment, but it may work for some people. Engage in something creative. If creativity soothes you, you can have options like drawing, painting, crafting, playing a instrument in your plan. These activities not only divert your attention, but allow you to express yourself when words are failing you. I'm a crafter and a baker, so I have a short list of things to go to. I always have some sort of knitting project or an easy baking project ready to go. Prepare a comfort kit. Assemble a small kit of items that bring you comfort and joy. This could be a favorite book, scented candles, comforting teas, cozy blanket. And the act of engaging with these comforting items can be like a gentle and effective way to soothe yourself during tough moments. I have this sort of setup in my bedroom, and I've had days where I've just thrown in the towel at 7 p.m., took a bath, lit some candles, popped some popcorn, poured a mocktail, and got under the blanket. And the last time I did it, it worked wonders. And it was actually probably within the last couple of weeks. Remind yourself of your why. Keep a list of reasons why you chose sobriety and what you've gained from it. Sometimes reading through your own motivations and the benefits you've experienced can reignite your commitment and help you ride out these urges. I'm a huge fan of playing the tape forward. So here's how I think. If I had a drink right now, what will the rest of my day or night look like? What does tomorrow morning look like? Does that align with how I want to feel and how I want to live my life? And the answer is always no for me. The point of an emergency plan is to have a set of positive, proactive strategies that resonate with you personally. It's about knowing you have a bunch of tools at your disposal that can help navigate through tough moments. They can be as bizarre or as boring as you want. It's all about you. We're excited to announce a giveaway for our podcast listeners for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card just by sharing your thoughts with us. Listen to our episodes, leave a review on Apple or Spotify about what you love, what moves you, or how our podcast has impacted your journey. The giveaway runs from February 20th to March 17th, 2024, and we'll announce our winner in our March 18th episode. Back to the pod. So now we can switch to talking about more long-term strategies that will work to hopefully prevent you from getting to that critical point. Here are a few. And we get back to the mindfulness and relaxation techniques. Practices like meditation, deep breathing again, and yoga can help manage stress and reduce the intensity of urges. And they also improve your ability to observe urges without acting on them. Establish healthy routines, regular exercise, balanced diet, 
proper sleep can enhance your physical and mental health, making you more resilient against stress and anxiety. This works really well for me. For example, if I don't sleep well, I'm a lot more susceptible to urges to drink. Identify and address triggers. Understanding what triggers your urge to drink, whether it's situations, emotions, that allows you to develop strategies to either avoid the triggers or cope with them more effectively. Practice self-compassion. We have a whole episode on self-compassion. Recognize that recovery is a journey with ups and downs. It is almost never linear. So be kind to yourself during challenging times. And remember that experiencing an urge doesn't mean failure. It's a normal part of the process. Don't beat yourself up or feel ashamed. Self-compassion can be a powerful tool maintaining sobriety. Seek professional help when needed. Consider working with a mental health professional, therapist, a social worker, and they can offer personalized strategies to support and navigate you through these challenging periods. And they can also help you work on some of the underlying issues behind the urges and cravings. All right, so we have talked about a bunch of strategies. Your go-tos for when the urge to drink hits like a wave out of nowhere and the bigger picture moves for building resilience. It's about having a mix of distractions, support calls, quick activities up your sleeve for when you need them. And remember what works for one person might not work for another. So it's all about making your own. Maybe it's dancing like nobody's watching or diving into a hobby that keeps your hands busy and your mind clear. On the flip side, those long-term strategies are your daily exercises where you're building a life where the urge to drink gets less and less. It's about mindfulness, healthy routines, and giving yourself a dose of kindness because let's face it, recovery is a journey. In the end, navigating recovery, especially during those high-stress times, is about actively participating in your own journey. It's about having a plan, knowing you're not alone, and remembering that every step forward, no matter how small, is a victory. So here's to finding your path, building your toolkit, and walking this journey together. Cheers to that with a mocktail, of course. This was Sisters in Sobriety. Thank you for listening and being with us today. If you want to learn more about sobriety and meet your community, find us at sistersinsobriety.substack.com. Are you a sister in sobriety? Then reach out on social media. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling generous, leave us five stars and a review and follow us wherever you listen. You'll never miss an episode. Until next time.